following podcast is brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I am your host, Sam Waldron. I'm one of the pastors of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Today, we will begin considering the subject of God's decree, as it is described in chapter 3 of the 1689. Before I talk about the opening paragraphs of this important and distinctive chapter on God's eternal decree, let me give you an overview of its entire seven paragraphs. The structure of this chapter may be visualized as two concentric circles. In other words, a smaller circle within a larger circle. The larger circle is God's general decree of all things. This is the subject of paragraphs one and two. The smaller circle within this larger decree, at the heart and center of this larger circle, is God's specific decree relating to predestination to eternal life. And this is found and described in paragraphs three to seven. But today our focus is on God's general decree as it is described in paragraphs one and two. In these two paragraphs, several crucial ideas are confessed by the 1689. Paragraph one speaks of the fact that this decree is absolutely universal. Listen to what it says. God hath decreed in himself from all eternity by the most wise and holy counsel of his own will freely and unchangeably, all things, whatsoever comes to pass. Yet, so as thereby is God, neither the author of sin, nor hath fellowship with any therein, nor is violence offered to the will of the creature, nor yet is the liberty or contingency of second causes taken away, but rather established, in which appears his wisdom in disposing all things, and power and faithfulness in accomplishing his decree. Now, several crucial assertions are put forward in this paragraph with regard to the decree being universal. First, the confession affirms the reality of its universality. The decree includes and makes certain uh, to happen, and here's the key phrase, whatsoever comes to pass. Nothing escapes God's decree. Nothing is excluded from God's decree. It includes absolutely everything. This is, of course, the plain teaching, not only of the confession, but of Scripture. The Scripture asserts this especially in several key places. Psalm 115.3, But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Daniel 4.35, All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, what have you done? Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Ephesians 1, 11. Also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. Not only does the Bible generally assert the universality of God's decree, speaking of his decreeing, ordaining, or planning all things, 
it also specifically asserts it. I cannot cite for you all the passages in this talk. They can be found in my A Modern Exposition of the Confession in Chapter 3. But the fact is that the Scriptures say that good and evil events, both, are decreed by God. Sinful acts of men are decreed by God. The free acts of men are planned by God. Chance occurrences are also a part of God's decree. Personal details of our lives and deaths are part of God's decree. The great affairs of the nations are ruled by God's decree. And the final destruction of the wicked, even that, is included in God's eternal decree. This is a massive and majestic truth, is it not? If this is true, it changes everything. It should change the entire way we view God in our lives. And it is true. All our lives are in God's hands down to their minutest details. Everything that happens to believers, everything that affects their lives, all of it is worked together for good by God in his eternal plan or decree. But of course, this massive truth also raises massive questions in our minds. The confession goes on to address these questions in the rest of paragraph one, and we will see how it does this next time. Thank you for listening to Confessing the Faith on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS is a confessional Reformed Baptist seminary which provides affordable online theological education to help the church in its calling to train faithful men for the gospel ministry. To learn more about how you can partner with us in providing informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, visit cbtseminary.org.